Good morning. Um, well, it is for me uh, today. This is your host, Susie Parrott, uh, coming to you uh, from London. Uh, this is my podcast today for International Angels Network. I always kind of apologise to you for not being live. Um, but, you know, um, I have a busy life like everyone else, and sometimes I need a holiday, or as you say in the States, a vacation. So I put a podcast in place of that. So I hope people um, are tuning in and listening. I try and talk about all sorts of different things on my podcasts, not always conventionally spiritual stuff. Um, You know, I talk about stuff that I experience and I think we met, you know, if I'm experiencing them, I'm sure other people experience them at one time in their life or another. Um, and I like to kind of help people with, you know, the, the lessons that I've been learning, the experiences that I've had in my life. And, you know, if I can make things easier for others, that's what it's all about. Um, but t- today, um, I've got an idea what I'm going to be talking about. But before I start, I just wanted to say that I've just been having loads of feathers everywhere um and if you you follow me on social media i've been on my facebook page and angelic light which is my um business name and i have a page for that um i've been posting last like because they're everywhere so i've been posting photographs uh, of these feathers and it was so bizarre this last week um i literally reversed my car out of my like out of my its parking space and i heard spirit say to me look up so i've turned the car in the road i've looked up and i'm not joking the feathers on my roof it was unbelievable and it's all above my bedroom actually and just unbelievable i counted from what i could see um i think i counted about between 15 to 20 just on my roof but my house is attached I have a next door neighbor and it's so poignant because it was just on my roof guys there wasn't one on theirs where my roof ends there was no feathers on my next door neighbors um I got out of the car and I took a picture of it and like I said I put it on my social media on uh, Facebook and I put it on Instagram as well um, my Instagram is angelic.sp and I put it on there as well because I just wanted to share with everyone. I just felt so blessed and loved and cared for and looked after right now. Um, and uh, they were all, and then I started noticing they were all over the floor, like at, near my door and where my window is of my, my um, lounge area downstairs, but obviously outside. Uh, so I was taking pictures, and like I said, it's all over my social media, but it's just amazing. Um, and then I went into the bathroom this week, and uh, there was a feather. I was just about to, uh, I love a bath. It's a good way of cl- uh, cleansing myself. And uh, I put in me bath salts and that, and it helps remove a lot of negative energy for me. Anyway, just while I was doing that, there was a feather right on the tap. It's like they knew that I was going to be having a bath and that I was going to be seeing this feather. And, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. I just feel 
so blessed at the moment with having all this feathers and I feel them around me a lot. Um, and when I feel my angels, it people laugh at me because all of a sudden I start scratching my head because their feathers stick in my hair and I can feel them. It's uh, and it, it's a bit itchy. It's really funny. I'm actually doing it now because I can feel it again. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's like um, they like come up behind me and it's they enshroud me. And sometimes I feel the the actual wings go around me bodily. And uh, yeah, so it, the feathers dig in my hair. It's it's quite a wonderful sensation. I'm used to it now. I mean, when it first started happening, it was a little bit like, what's going on? But I get it quite. I get it all the time, and um, it's it's really lovely because yeah, I do feel protected. Um, I tell you, I, I tell you just a quick quick story actually about this. I was in the National Art Gallery in London. And um, I don't know if you know, um, being a psychic medium clairvoyant and all that comes with that and having all the senses, all the clairs, I call them, because there's about five different senses and then you're an empath and then you're telepathic and da-da-da. Okay, but we're not talking about that now, but I just want to tell you the story. Um, yep, yeah, so I was in the National Art Gallery in London, which is a beautiful building beautiful building and obviously inside the building is beautiful paintings but this was a Mike Mike Michelangelo and Sebastian um um exhibition anyway I went there and it was actually getting towards the end of the exhibition and if you know anything about Michelangelo he actually a lot of his artwork never gets finished the only artwork that ever got finished really was just stuff that he was commissioned to do and he was actually a bit of trivia for you he actually only did paintings to be paid for money so he could sculpt actually sculpture and you know with marble sculpture and things like that that was that what he wanted to do he didn't actually want to paint so to be but obviously being if you've seen any of his work Sistine Chapel or whatever I mean his work was just amazing he was just an amazing artist but it actually wasn't his love he did that like I say to get money so he could sculpt gosh I'm itching my head <laughs> um well anyway I went to this exhibition and at the last kind of bit of the exhibition there was this picture and I don't know if you know if you're a spiritual person you're going you're going to know that everything resonates energy everything um and one of the um ways that you can um do clairvoyancy in a sense is hold an object and when you hold the object you get visions of who owned it or whatever right but this painting was resonating but it wasn't resonating very nicely i felt uh actually a lot of negativity coming off of it um and i don't think it was painted with love but to be honest the actual painting wasn't very lovable anyway it was where uh, God was brought down uh, well basically he'd been taken off the cross and he was lying it's a horrible picture to be honest he's lying there with still attached to the cross with blood everywhere and 
I didn't like this painting to be honest with you, and I walked away from it. But as before, I'd walked away from it. I had I wasn't enveloped by the angels, and this angel was huge. I mean, absolutely massive. I felt it literally walk up behind me, and it and I was like, "What's happening?" Because I, you know, I had um with the exhibition, I actually had earphones, you know and big earphones they're not little ones like what i'm wearing now you know that fit in your ear nicely well as the angel straight up enshrouded me with its wings because i was not happy with this painting i've got to be honest with you it actually knocked off my my um headphones and i laughed and i'm in a room full of people and i thought i was nuts but it not it, it knocked off my ear uh, because the angel was enshrouding me, and I was like, what's going on? And they said, we're protecting you from the energy from this painting. And I'm like, thank you, because I felt it, um, which was lovely. And, you know, I get angel experiences like that all the time, but I just wanted to share you, share that with you, and also because I had all the angel feathers sticking in my head. But that picture, I don't know if it was just the fact that it was painted with uh, not much love, I didn't feel there was much love and I feel that um, it's weird because if you read the story of Michelangelo and Sebastian, they actually fell out later on in their careers. They actually stopped working together uh, because they fell out and uh, I don't know if I was picking up that uh, as well but also this picture um, of what it was about. You know, it's very graphic seeing him led there on the cross and he was placed on stones and it wasn't a very nice picture. Well, anyway, well, it was so nice to be protected by the angels and, and you know, they do that for me all the time um, and even knock my headphones off. So <laughs> I just wanted to share that little story with you. And like I say, when I get, I start my podcast, I don't always know what I'm talking, going to talk about. Um Sorry, dry throat, very hot here again. But I'm not moaning, I've loved it. So what I wanted to talk to you about today or what I feel I wanted to air, like I say, some of my things I talk about aren't all spiritual things, but I think they're things that should be addressed in life and talked about. And today it's actually social boxes. Now, on the earth plane, I, I do feel that we are fed a lot of nonsense, um, death being one of them. Um, you know, there is no death. And, you know, we're fed on this plane that, you know, death, it's all dark and miserable and the Grim Reaper comes for you and, you know, it's your time to go. And if you're bad, you get a hot bum, you know, you go there dare I say it hell and if you're good oh you go to the light you know um but the thing is guys we all go up <laughs> we we all go up um and if you've you know listened to my show or my podcast in the in the past I'm always saying you know you you've you always got to pay back karma whatever you do on this earth plane even if you go to jail and you've murdered someone you still got to pay for that um on the god plane on on the heaven plane um you know because he knows the big man knows everything uh he he does believe me he knows everything that's going on and you probably think oh yeah how's he gonna know you know how there's millions of people on the planet how's he gonna know well that's what his angels are there for 
as well. He doesn't miss a trick, Billy. Um, he knows what his children are doing at all times. So, you know, but like I've said before, sometimes with karma, it doesn't always get, you don't always see it be paid back. It could be five lifetimes down the road for that person before they pay that karma back. But at the end of the day, they will pay it back. So, you know, we are fed a lot of nonsense, I think, on, on this the, the earth plane. Um, I'm not saying that all things we're fed are nonsense. Um, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not dissing the Ten Commandments or anything like that, because we all have rules to live by, whether we like them or not. I mean, so I was talking with a gentleman this week and he said to me, and I thought it was it was true, you know, whether we like it or not, we have rules. But, you know, if you drive on the wrong side of the road that you're meant to drive on, wait and see what happens. You know, we drive on the left here. Um, but if I go on the right, I'm going to crash. So, you know, there's rules. There's rules that are put in place for us to live and abide by on the earth plane, which is fine. Um you know, those rules have to be abided by. Some of the rules, I think, are pretty ridiculous that we have to abide by if you want to talk about law. Um, but some of them, I think, are practical. And some of them, I mean, like in this country, they've just brought it into power, if you like, that you can't use your mobile phone while driving. Um, I think, for me, that should be so especially lorry drivers because you know they cause crashes you're not concentrating things like that you know that they're they're laws that we live by um but i think on the earth plane what does get me and i am going to talk about myself um for just for a second because you know i do get looked at like i'm a weirdo and people do say things to me like what's wrong with you now in the sense of i'm not married um i have been married guys i had that delight of of being married um sorry i'm being sarcastic which is the lowest form of wit but hey ho it was a lesson that i was meant to have in my life this time round on this earth plane on the earth plane so we'll leave it at that. No disrespect to anyone involved, but I'll leave it at that. So now I am a woman who is nearly 50, whoop, whoop, and I am not married and I don't have children. And I'm pretty much single and have been for the last year. Um, and people kind of look at you like there's something wrong with you. I mean, seriously guys people have turned around to me before and said what's wrong with you you know why are you on your own why aren't you dating why aren't you with a man why haven't you got children and I'm like well excuse me can't I just be who I want to be can't you know why do I have to fit in social box in a social box because I've been fed from a young age, I've got to get married. I've got to have kids. I've got to then, um, you know, get on on with the rigmarole of life of bringing up my kids and all this, that and the next thing. You know, why why do I have to fit in that social box? 
why can't I be a woman ne- at nearly 50 that, that isn't married, that's single, that has no kids, but is trying to do her best for the human race and on a spiritual level um, move forward with her life and, you know, walk into her power, but as who she is. Why do I have to be frowned upon and look upon like I'm a weirdo because I don't fit in a social flipping box that we're told we have to fit in you know and I'm looking at the moment at young kids and whether I like it or not there's been a lot of death around me at the moment not getting depressive guys but I'm just saying I've, I've known a lot of people who if they're not connected to me, they're connected to someone else that has taken their own lives because of this bloody pressure that's put on us in on this earth plane. Now, you look at youngsters. I don't know what it's like in the States, in Canada or other places in the world. I can't vouch for that, but I am saying about, in, about Great Britain. Now, you look at 11-year-old child. I was speaking to one uh, a few weeks back before they broke up for summer, right? This this child is 11, 10, 10, sorry, right? He's 10 years of age. He has got the pressure, this poor boy, of having to do, sit an exam to get into a school. He doesn't have siblings, so there's no um, forward entry for him. He has to sit an entry entrance exam for this school at 10 right crazy so this boy who is meant to be a child who is meant to be enjoying his life is panicking because he's got all this expectation on him right that he's got to pass this to get into this snobby school that his parents want him to go to he's 10 coming on 11 and i think the poor boy you know, because when he gets there, if he gets into this posh school, he's then got a few years off, if he's lucky. Then he's got to pick his what he wants to do for his GCSEs when he's 15, 16, when they take the exam. So then when he does his GCSEs at 15, 16, if he's anything like my poor goddaughter, she had 25 individual exams last year. 25 the pressure the pressure she's now doing her a level she was just finished her first year of her a's and she's crying she's crying to me the last time i was at home because there's too much pressure she's had an end of year exam and she got not ungraded but a low gray in physics and she's panicking and now she's got to do her A's. And because she wants to get a good job, because it's fed to us, forget forget about manifestation. It's fed to her that if she doesn't pass these A-levels, she's not going to get into the university she wants. So she's got this pressure, let alone the 10-year-old boy that's just starting out in education on this plane, Right. So I said to her, look, try, do the best you can do. If There's always have a backup plan. 
always have a backup plan you know if that's not going to work then you know you have something else and if push comes to shove if the worst comes to the worst you'll just have to reset that exam and if the worst comes to the worst the physics is to go back a year there's ways around things i always simplify everything because otherwise your brain's too full of everything you know but i think my goodness this child she's a child you are not an adult in this country until you are 18 i don't know how that stands in america but that's here you are known as a juvenile but this girl is absolutely a mess because she thinks she's going to fail her A-levels and she won't get into the university she wants because she's got to get these high grades, because she's got to get this amazing job. I think, seriously, what is going on? When were kids kids? When were children allowed to be children? So, bless her. Fingers crossed she, next year she gets her A-levels, she gets into the university, she does. But then what happens, guys, when she gets into the university? Wow, she's got three to four years of flipping hard work. Because she wants to be a lawyer. And good on her for having vision, for having drive, for having, you know, the, the gumption to want to succeed. I am not down on that for one moment. I am not down on that for a minute, guys. There's nothing wrong with any of us having drive, having visions, having hopes, dreams, and all the rest of it. But with all this comes pressure. The pressure, the pressure, the pressure. You know? Um, and it's all this, all this, like, failing. Oh, what happens if I fail? What happens if I fail? You know, it's like, it's the end of the bloody world, is it? Is it? No, it flipping isn't. But we're fed these social boxes again. We're fed that we've got to do this, we've got to do that, because you've got to get a good job, and you've got to get this to get yourself money. And then what happens, my beautiful people? We get on a hamster wheel, because then, once you've left uni, you've then got to pay, because you've been paying £9,000 a year to go to uni on your student loan, so then you've got to go to work. And then you've got to start paying for your student loan. And then beyond that, willing that you meet the love of your life and you strike up relations and you want to have a family. And then guess what? We've got to pay for it all. So then what? We get on the hamster wheel of life again right? We get on this hamster wheel of life and we go round and round and round and round on the hamster wheel of life because we've got to pay for all this. We've got to have children. You've got a mother that probably can't be at home because she's got a full time because she's got to help pay for this life we're fed. And you know, you possibly can't go through life with no internet, no telly, no Sky TV or whatever it is you have in the States or Canada or in other parts of the world. And but you you're socially fed that you've got to have this life that and you've got to pay for it, but you've got to work your ass off to do it. So you can see where I'm going with this whole hamster wheel, this whole thing we're fed on this plane. That, you know, it's never bloody ending. I mean, when do you actually have chance to enjoy life? 
when do you actually have chance to be look at yourself and actually think well I'm proud of what I've done and where I've come from because you don't you're on that hamster wheel of flipping life you know of oh I've got to do this or pay for this pay for the kids and then you think look back and you think shit me excuse the pun but you think 10 years has just gone and where did it go oh I'll tell you where it where it, it went I was working if I wasn't working at school, I was working at uni. And if I wasn't working there, I was working in my office. I mean, it is crazy when you look at life and the way it is. And the way so many of us are like missing out on our purpose of why we're here. And you think, okay sorry, need water, you know, you think, okay, I have my lessons to learn while I'm here on this plane. I've had my things I've had to do while I'm here on this plane. But have I had chance of any enjoyment? Oh, yeah, I had my holiday once a year that I like, had to save like mad to pay for because I had to take the family away as well. And when you take them out of school time, when you take them in term time, it costs you a flipping fortune. But, oh, yeah, I had my once holiday a year. And you think we are fed so much pants, it's unbelievable. But on the other side of the coin, because where there is a down, there's always an up. And when there's a yin, there's a yang. So many of us, in the good side of my coin, we are waking up. We are realising that actually... Do you know what? I don't need to have this life in order to have a life that I want. I can manifest. I can have the right intention and the right thoughts. And I can bring a life to me that I want and I desire. And, you know, it is nice for some of us to be awakened from what we're fed in these social boxes that we've got to fit into um you know i was actually speaking to a young guy the other day and he is going to be an entrepreneur i said to him i've been doing his hair for over a year and i said to him you're going to be an entrepreneur and he laughed at me and he said how do you know he's only about 13 14 and i said because spirit tell me and you've got good ideas and he said but i'm under pressure to um, succeed at school and because that my parents think I'm lazy they're on my back um, constantly and I said look I shouldn't probably be saying this to you because your parents probably want to string me up for saying it but you look at some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world they're not necessarily educated they're not I mean okay Bill, Bill Gates, I think he was at Yale or Harvard, and he left before his time. Yes, he's an intelligent guy. Yes, you have to be to get to those places, as much as if you were here in this country at Oxford or Eton. Uh, Cambridge universities, you don't get there without being of the top set. But it's believing that you can achieve what you want to achieve, but not through it, what we're fed you know, and like I say, a lot of us are waking up to our spiritual paths, and it's a, it's a good thing, 
it's a good thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not saying don't educate yourself within my podcast. I'm not saying don't strive to be a maths professor. You know, but what I am saying, we don't always have to take everything so literal what we're fed on this plane, and especially the hamster wheel. Because we're fed, you've got to do this to earn money, you've got to do this to get money, and it's not strictly true. If you look into manifesting abundance, it's all about what you think about. It's all about um, having you know, the positive outset of laying the foundations of what you want in your future. Because what we think about, as I always say, is what comes back to us. So if you are thinking the right things, and one of the biggest things with manifesting abundance in general is believing you're worthy and believing you have it already. There's one snag to it, though. Don't ever say you deserve it because that is not, that's not the right energy of flow to bring it to you. I deserve this. You know, that isn't the right energy of flow. The actual feeling you already have it, that's the energy of flow to bring it to you. You're ready to receive it. Yes, that's the right energy of flow to bring it to you. Okay. But if you start saying, I deserve this, that's not the right energy because it's spirit, the universe doesn't recognize that, okay? That's the best way I can describe it to you. But if you're, you know, putting out there that you, the feeling you already have it and I suppose in a sense you are worthy but not demanding it, you know, that's not the right energy. Um... And, you know, to help bring it to you, to have the ideal of bringing it to you. Um, There is one thing I would say about manifesting and about um, bringing abundance. I mean, it is a lot of it is how obviously how you feel um, and feeling, like I say, worthy of receiving um, what the universe brings or what, what it's going to bring to you. Um, but the other thing that I've worked, I've had to do was I had to do mass clearing, um, from past lives to actually try and bring, um, better my life. I'm in the interim period actually of my life at the moment. I'm not actually, I'm on the cusp of things. I feel stagnant, but you usually find if you're feeling stagnant about your life, that's usually just before it changes um and i've read that and i kind of spirit have said that to me it's coming just be patient so i am being patient in waiting for these things to change i know it's in this interim period um you know and being that psychic medium clairvoyant i'm a very lucky person i do get some extra information uh which i'm obviously very very grateful for um But going back to abundance and manifesting, um, you know, if you have past life stuff, that can hold you back and you would need to clear that. Um, I did a lot clearing myself with my unicorn. 
Um, I did a lot of clearing for a couple of years, actually, for me, because there was just so much stuff. It wasn't just about bringing better in my life. It was about clearing a lot of stuff out of my physical self as well, um, which has taken the time, but I've done it. Um, But, excuse me, you know, the thing with what we're fed on this plane, it, it, it isn't truth a lot of it and I do feel that they like to keep us busy the masses busy uh with our hamster wheel because they kind of don't want us to to kind of notice what's going on around us you know we do have some very corrupt people in the world it's always been that way um since time began but the masses, we're kept busy, you know, paying to try and keep a roof over our heads, give us kids clothes and fed, ourselves clothes and fed. That sometimes you don't really see what's going on behind closed doors. Um, but I, pardon me, I will say, you know, don't believe everything you read in the news. We are fed a lot of rubbish generally. I mean, I think the most funniest thing I heard this week, and what a load of crap it was, I'm going to say it because it was crap, was it was a news channel. And um, it's one that's very well listened to on this in this country. And they started piping up. Now, considering this is the first heat wave we've had over in 40 years, people, over 40 years it's like 42 years i've not had a summer like this in this country i know that because i've lived it all that time and they're starting scaremongering and that's what it is because they like to scaremonger and they were going oh you know we're gonna have to like start building our houses so they don't retain heat because we have cold winters here you know like we had snow this year i know you get it in parts of the states as well or whatever but we're not hot all the time. And like I said, it's the first time in 40 odd years. So they start harping on about we're going to have to make our, our houses so they don't retain the heat and so they're cooler. And I'm like, are you for real? Do you know what I mean? Are you for real? This is the first time in 40 years and you're like harping on about, oh, that's it. We've got to start making our houses cooler because, you know, we're ill. Oh, it's global warming. And, oh, oh, we can't live like that. And, oh, oh, you know, it's going to have mass fires everywhere and we're just going to burn, you know. Everywhere is going to catch light and we're going to, it's going to, like, be one fireball, the earth. And I think to myself, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? It's just ridiculous. You know, they talk so much baloney, and it is baloney. It's unbelievable. And, you know, going back to social boxes and going back to what we're fed, I don't friggin' listen to it anymore. I just don't, because it's just bull. Um, You know, it's just rubbish. I'm going to live my my life the way I want to live it. I'm going to be who I want to be. I'm not harming other people. I'm doing uh, the opposite. But I'm going to be me. I'm not going to listen to all this crap that I'm fed on on the news or what flipping social box I'm meant to fit in because I'm a weirdo. People find me weird, like I say, and not only that, they find me weird because of they can't cope with me because of what I talk about. 
you know, I want to talk about angels. I want to talk about spiritual stuff. I speak to the dead. People can't handle it. You know, they, they, they're, they're like, oh, my God, you know, she's a weirdo. She's weird. Whatever. I'm not weird. I'm far from frigging weird. You know, if more people open themselves up to what they're flipping because they try and dull us, all this blimmin' social me- media rubbish as well. I only use it to um, be for my radio show and converse with my friends. That's it. I ain't on it all the time because, th- you know, there's so much rubbish that they try and feed you on these levels, on these planes, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 the news. I just don't listen to it because it's bull. You're fed so, so much rubbish. And, you know, I love the fact that people are waking up spiritually to who they are and what they're all about and flipping good on them. Good on them. Because it's not fair that we're dullened on this plane. We're fed a load of rubbish. And if I don't want to fit in a social box, I'm not fitting in a social box. Why should I? I'm me. I'm proud of who I am. I walk in my light and I am me. And that's what this podcast's about. You know, realising people that they we are fed a lot of rubbish and we are fed, they feed the masses as a way of keeping us busy and controlled because we're not kind of knowing what's going on under our noses in effect. But I don't want to fit in a social box. I want to be me. I'm going to be me. And that's the bottom line. Um, you know, physically... As it's worked for me, I can't have children and probably I would have wanted, you know, I would have had children if I was able. Um, But, you know, there are friends of mine, people that I know that, you know, they're not in the rat race anymore. They've literally simplified their lives. And it's lovely for me to think people are doing that and more and more people are doing it. More and more people are downsizing their homes. They're not working so much. They're, um, you know, I I even know a few, because I work as a barber, I know a few guys that are are home dads. You know, their wife has got the career. Their career means more to them. Uh, The wife, you know, her career means more to them than the dad's and she's earning more money. So he stays at home with the kids and she goes to work. That's their choice as a couple. Um, You know, and people have simplified their lives. You know, people are moving away from here because in London, especially, I bet in New York it's the same. You know, everybody's in a rush. Everybody's like a flipping on that hamster wheel and everybody's like head down, zone down. I've got got to get to work. You know, people get on the train, the underground. um, And, you know, they're, they're, they're on their hamster wheel for the day. But some of us are waking up some of us are i know a couple mentioning their names but they live the life of riley because they were office-based people they're entrepreneurs now they do things online and other things that bring them money but they're not working 60 hours 50 hours a week they've got time to spend with their children they homeschool their kids um you know and why not that out of the rat race but they're still walking in their power and very much so spiritually um and they've thrown off the chains of what society feeds us and i think a lot more of us need to wake up 
and to look into manifestation, to look into uh, abundance, um, to look into having the life that we desire and not thinking it's out of our reach because of the rubbish we're fed on this earth plane by others, by, well, the media especially. And why not change your lives? Why not step into your power, get out of that rat race and have the life you deserve? Start working with your angels. Start working with your spirit guides and, you know, really step into your power of who you are um, and what you're here for and not on the hamster wheel and not fitting in social boxes that you've been told you have to fit into. You know, sometimes you just have to grab life by the horns and go do it. And this is what I'm going to be doing very shortly, very shortly, um, is grabbing my life by the horns and getting me where I need to be. Because, you know, although I am part of International Angels Network and I'm Susie Parrott and I'm, you know, this spiritual person, I'm frustrated as anything being in a frigging barbershop, you know, because I can't, it just, it's not what I want to do. I've got so much in the pipeline that I need to do, but I swear I haven't had the flipping time because I'm on my own hamster wheel, you know. So I am practicing what I'm preaching, ladies and gents. And I will be getting off my hamster wheel very shortly. It's divine timing, as my angels and my spirit guides have been saying, and my father, my dad, um, he's been saying the same. It's all about divine timing. It's all about happening when it's meant to. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, I am practicing what I'm preaching, and I'm moving forward uh, in in that, you know, in that way, because you, I'm here for such a short time, really, we all are, you know, I always say my saying is, I'm here for a good time, but it's not a long time, you know, not really, it's like I say, you look back at 10 years, you think, flipping out, that's flown in, so, you know, it's it's all about the here and now, it's all about grabbing life and opportunities and going to find opportunities look if you 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 know sometimes things don't fall in your lap um stay alert keep your eyes open it was funny actually i got a card uh i i don't always do do my oracle tarots but I got a card actually last week. It said, notice the signs. And it, I know what they're on about. They're not noticing the signs about my angels because that's not what they're meaning. They're noticing the signs to move me forward because I'm, like I say, running my, what I do alongside barbering. And that's, you know, my spiritual, I'm gifted. I am so gifted. I need to be doing this full time. I need to be, um, you know, Ha- having time to do webinars, having time to do uh, live face- Facebook live readings and stuff like this, you know, working 50 hours a week, it ain't happening for me. I'm exhausted. I mean, I found it find it exhausting being around other human beings anyway. I'm constantly protecting myself. 
that's why when you're like me or a bit of an old soul, you are a bit of a loner sometimes because you need can't be around people all the time. It's too friggin' draining. It's like a bloody minefield for someone like me. It is. Um, and it just, people drain the heck out of me. So, you know, but I am practicing what I'm preaching. And this is where I'm at at the moment. Get, getting out of that social boxes, getting out of what's expected, of what I'm meant to do, what I'm fed. And I am going to be branching out. So, yeah, for, for people listening to this, I hope it's resonated with you. And, you know, what I want to leave, if anything, in this podcast is, A, don't believe everything you, you, you're fed on this plane at all. Have your own ideals and follow, follow them. If it feels right, it feels, you know, you have that knowing, that sense of rightness, then bloody go with it. Look into manifestation. There's so much out there on manifesting and abundance and how to do it. There is loads of it. There is so much of it. You'll be unindated once you start looking on the spiritual plane of, of, but look into it, guys, you know. Also, make your mind your friend and not your enemy because remember what we think about comes back to us and you know, I do say, I always say to people, try and quiet your mind, you know, if you can quiet your mind, because it's your mind that um, can block you and um, very much so block you. So, you know, but please, there's loads of information out there. Um, Have a look into it. Try and change your life. It's never too late. It's never too late. I mean, somebody was, we were talking about the Kentucky Fried Chicken Man, you know, the other day. Now, I think he was something like in his 80s, guys, when he went big with Kentucky Fried Chicken. Um, Google it. Read up on it. Um, it was actually my boss talking about it, but I've heard the story before. Um, he, he was actually in his 80s, and I think he was on a downturn in his life. And, yeah, Mr. Kentucky Fried Chicken Man, he started making his Kentucky Fried Chicken and it went global and it went into, obviously, a multi-billion company. But he did that in his 80s. And that's what I'm trying to say. You know, does it matter if you achieve? Does it Age is just a blooming number. You know, it's the fact of achieving what you want, having the life you desire, getting out of these social boxes, these boxes that chain us up, these ideals that we have to do this, we have to do that, um, and strike out and have the life you desire. And, and yeah, well, I don't want to say deserve, but you do. Um, and have that. Sorry, that made a noise. And have that life. You know, it's never, you're never too old to succeed. You're never too old to have those ideals of being an entrepreneur, starting a business, being successful. Age, you know, it's, that's irrelevant, you know, totally irrelevant. It's about, you know, while you're here, getting where you want to be and doing what you want to be you know, and succeeding in having the life you you desire and wish for. And that's basically 
because we're too busy thinking about fitting in these social boxes, we're kind of forgetting who we are. We end up being miserable, you know? And you end up then coming so far away from actually who you are as a person because you're socially trying to fit where you think you're meant to fit into, uh, i.e. these boxes, whether it be work or university or sixth form, you know, you're fed this, you're miserable because you're actually walking away from who you are as at spiritually and who you are as a human being because you're actually not doing what you should probably be doing on your spiritual path because you're force-fed all this bump. So if you can drag or draw anything from my podcast today, it's about thinking who you are, what you want to be, and where you want to go. And in what form within that of what life you want to leave and lead and how, how you want your life to un- unfold for you and your children or your partner. And taking that leap. Like I say, I'm running the barber thing against my spiritual work. But it's, you know, I'm on that cusp of now taking that leap. Um, And I'm just going to be doing my spiritual work. It's there. It's coming. Um, You know? But sometimes we just have to be brave and do it. Because I know I've got my guides with me. I've got the angels. I'm, I'm, you know, and all I kept keep getting is 999 which is if you live in this country yes it's emergency services (laughs) but in spirit form it's being told to basically just get on and do your spirit work um so i think that's what it stands for i've read that in um during virtue's book so angel numbers so you know it, it is it's about having the balls, having the uh, confidence to strike out and do something else and try something else. How how do you know if you're, you're good at something unless you try? You know, you've got to try. Look at me, petrified of speaking to people, petrified. Of, I couldn't stand my voice, hated my voice. I was petrified of being seen, <coughs> you know. I was petrified. And look now, look at me. I don't care who sees me and I don't care who hears me. (laughs) It's true. Because I've tried. I've gone out of going, no, can't do this. No, oh no, I can't possibly do that. Making ridiculous excuses, blocking myself. Um, And that's what I was doing. No, no, I can't do that. No, 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 no. Blocking. Block, 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 block. That's all I did. And I'd do anything to to make it. Oh, no, I can't do that. I've got to walk the dog. Can't possibly do that. I can't. No, no, I haven't got time to give a reading. No, I'd do anything. But I was blocking myself. Absolutely. 150% blocking. You know? Um, And I was so wonderfully... Lucky to meet Claudia Barra, who is the um, owner of International Angels Network and my show producer. And she gave me a chance 
And when I got the chance, I petrified, guys. I was talking myself out of it for five months. Five months. Claudia, I've never shared this with anyone, ever. And I've never shared this with no one. And for five months, I was thinking, I'm going to have to tell her I can't do this anymore. I can't do it. Can't do it. Don't, just petrified. Petrified. And spirit were like, what are you doing? What are you going on about? You're doing it. And I'm like, but I just, I was petrified, people. Couldn't listen to my own voice. It was a joke. I, I'm just ridiculous. And for five months, I was talking myself out of do, even doing my show. And that's straight up. And Claudia don't know that. She probably felt it because me and Claudia are very connected. Very. Um, she probably felt it. She probably thought that Susie's going to tell me that she's leaving the International Angels Network. But I didn't. I kept going. And I got over it. And this is my thing, beautiful people. You've got to try. If you don't try, you don't know. <laughs> you know, if we're too scared to get out of these social flipping boxes that they've put us in, we aren't going to do nothing different in our lives. We're never going to move forward. So, you know, I've been there, good and proper, good and proper, where, where, where you know, made all the excuses. No, I can't do that. And they keep even keeping myself busy from doing stuff. Even buying stuff, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Oh, I'm going to get online and look for something. Look for something I don't even bloody need. But what it does, it blocks me from actually doing what I should be doing because I'm scared. Because I've been fed all these social boxes that I'm meant to fit in and I should be living my life by. Bull. It's all bull. No. No, 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 no. Strike out. If I can do it, anyone can do it. And strike out and be where you should be. Have the life you desire. And enjoy it. Oh, and enjoy it. You know? I really, really hope this podcast will resonate with people. Um, And, you know, I just hope that you can look at try and look at life in a different way understand what i've said about social boxes and look into bettering your life taking the leap taking having the faith and i tell you if 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 i can do it anyone can do it and i'll tell you another thing if i do it with my angels by my side my spirit guides and they keep me safe they keep me right all the time and without them I wouldn't be on the path I, I am on um, and I am in duly grateful to them and the big man because without them either of them I wouldn't be where I am if I didn't listen to them I wouldn't have known I needed to clear myself move strip everything away from me which I've which I took me over two years to do it. I'm not saying it'd take that long for everyone, but that was just me and my journey and my path and my experience of all this, of manifesting and abundance, you know. But you've got to remember with abundance, it's not just all about money and wealth. It's, you know, since I did my clearing of abundance, the people I've met is unbelievable. The people I've that have come into my life and the rubbish that, that fell away has been amazing as well. So there you go. 
you know. I've had a lot fall away from me, which has been a good thing, which was a good thing as well. So, well, I think I said what I wanted to say, my darlings. That's like 55 minutes. So I'm going to go now. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Thank you for listening, as always. You will get me again soon, uh, live. And uh, I hope you're all well and I wish you a good day and lots of love to you and lots of light in your direction and all the good things bright. And um, if you haven't started working with your angels and your spirit guides, then please do. Then please do. Um, But uh, that is it now. I'm signing off. So take care, my lovelies. Lots of love to you. Bye-bye.